Welcome to episode 91 of the Black in Fashion podcast. I am Lenise Collier, your amazing Black in Fashion host, bringing you all things fashion in the Black community. Today, I am joined with Felicia. Thank you so much for joining me today, Felicia. How are you? I'm doing really well, and it's my pleasure to be here. Amazing. So we can't start any podcast without acknowledging all of our Black-owned sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Chaos the Brand. It is a ready-to-wear apparel line for women who crave exclusivity. They take pride in creating fun, distinctive, and alluring pieces. Their motto in life is the occasion. Get up, get dressed, and live your best life every day. You can use code HBICCHAOS for 10% off your first purchase. This episode is also sponsored by the Modish VIP. Join Modish VIP Club and Makara's Modish where you can get exclusive access to discounts, new drops before it hits the gram and more. Add fashion to your look with one-of-a-kind fashion accessory from Makara Modish. Uh, log on to shopmodish.com and use promo code LENICE in all caps for 10% off your first purchase and follow them on IG. So I'm going to hop right in. So Valencia actually has a magazine um, and she has been in the fashion game for a little while now. So I just want you to talk a little bit about like your background and where you're from and what was your motivation to even take a, you know, take on a journey in this industry. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, Well, you definitely are, you probably could be my daughter, Lenise. (laughs) (laughs) I was born a poor black child in 1970 in Oklahoma. We, and we will not get that deep into the story, but um, I have earned um, these gray hairs that I have. Um, I have, ever since I was a child, I love fashion, even growing up in the Midwest, which is Oklahoma. And I just was always drawn to it. I remember um, Ebony Fashion Fair and the big magazines at the time was Ebony and Jet. So it, it just has always been in me, an affinity for it. So um, I was really tall. I was like five, six by the time I was 10 years old. So I went down the path of starting to model. So when I was 18, I got my first job mo- modeling bridal gowns at 18 at the Dallas Apparel Mart. And my career just kind of took off from there. So I modeled for about a good 10 years. I did my last fashion show. I moved to Miami in the 90s where, you know, Miami was just taking off Miami Beach. It was really big. Um, And I did my last fashion show when I was about three months pregnant. And because I had modeled most of my life, I didn't really like the maternity fashion. So I got this crazy idea to start my own maternity line, like a sexier maternity line. And as they say in the business, it literally was an overnight success. Um, I started designing maternity clothes and opened up a retail store all at the same time. And we called it Hollywood Mama. I don't know if you're familiar with Florida. I love um, that. There is a, Hollywood yeah, Mama. Yeah. <laughs> and there is a city in uh, Broward County called um, Hollywood, Florida. It's mm. right. It's like the last big city before you get to Miami. And I opened up a boutique and my cover, I mean, I'm sorry, my opening was covered by a local entertainment show called Deco Drive. And that was right when Sex in the City was like at the, at the height of its popularity and Sarah Jessica Parker was pregnant. So my line like just really took off. I like hit it right away. 
And as they say, anything that goes up really fast burns out just as quickly. And I, I, I don't think I was really ready for that level of success. It was like, I just remember sitting at my kitchen table going, oh, I'm going to sketch out some clothes. I can't draw. I can't sew. And I just made it happen. Mm-hmm. And I, as I look back now, I, can, I know I can actually say I wasn't ready for success. And I was getting pulled in so many directions. Keep in mind, I had a maternity line. I had a clothing store. I had calls to go wholesale. So I had, I had wholesale rooms all over the country, one in Chicago, one in California, and, and one in Atlanta repping my clothes out to different maternity stores. And it just became too much. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was to, to, to the degree, Lanise, like I would just get phone calls. And this was the time that George Bush and um, John Kerry were running for president. And Money Magazine called me on the phone and said, hey, what do you think of the election? It was that level of notoriety in wow. the industry. Yeah. So um, and three short years later, I shut down everything. It just was too much. And, 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 and I failed to mention to you that I was divorced and had a baby. So <laughs> that's a lot on top of all that being a single mom. Yes. Oh, and cool. I will tell you that that ended in 2000 and late six or seven. So um, I kind of just flittered around going, what am I going to do with myself? You know, so um, in 2010, I turned 40. And me and 40 of my fabulous girlfriends celebrated my birthday in New York City. And I've always loved hills and I'm five foot ten. And one of my girlfriends just offhandedly said, come on, Miss Hill, grab your heels. And I will be honest with you. I had a light bulb moment, as Oprah likes to say. And mm-hmm. I saw my last name being spelled H-E-E-L, like a heel on a shoe. Mm-hmm. And I said, wait, hold up. I have got to buy this domain before we go shopping. If I buy anything today, it's going to be the domain. And I immediately stopped what I was doing, pulled out my laptop, and, and bought the domain for Miss Hill. And started an online shoe store that was completely about high heel shoes. Fast forward in 2016, 2016, I'm sorry, I opened up a, um, an All Hills boutique here in a suburb here in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, a mere three months later, a mall executive came in and was like, oh, no, this store is way too glamorous. You need to be in a mall. Um, so within opening a store, building a store from the ground up, six months later, I moved the entire locations to a major mall here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure you, you, you know, you're being in fashion. I'm sure you have heard of the great mall apocalypse. Yes. I, <laughs> I got caught up in the great mall apocalypse and within two years I closed okay. and that was in 2018. And then with all of my money, my life savings and everything, I was completely down on my luck and did not know what I was going to do with myself when I was growing up. And I, I had to, I had had my son, the same child that I had when I first started my first business back in, you know, 2003, he is now in college and I was just so down on my luck. He had to leave the college that he was at come back to Georgia. I downsized my home, everything I moved. And then of course, 2020 hit. <laughs> so here I am going, OMG. So when I moved, I had boxes of just, just all, you know, you, you kind of hold on to paraphernalia and old magazines and just press clippings and everything. 
And as I was sitting in my new smaller apartment, COVID is hit. My son is in college. I'm sitting in my apartment by myself and I go, what am I going to do? Am I really just going to let Miss Hill go? And Miss Hill was just still kind of hanging on. It's just like an online shoe store. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just decided to, again, it was a light bulb moment. That's the only way I can describe it. And I was like, I think I'm going to start a magazine. And I put out my first issue in April of 2020. You know, COVID hit and we all went on lockdown in, I believe, like March. Mm -hmm. The month later, I decided I'm going to start a magazine. I transitioned it just like that with nothing but a cover and just said, we are no longer selling shoes. We're going to be a magazine about shoes. And in January of 2021, we went to our first print edition by popular demand. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you noticed. I don't know if um, Savannah told you this. We um, just signed a distribution deal, and starting in the fall, I will be sold at Barnes & Nobles and Books A Million around the country and in Canada. Thank you. So that's my journey in that five is, minutes. That is a journey, honey. <laughs> and you know what's funny, uh, Valicia? I actually could be your daughter. I am from the Midwest as well. Uh, I'm, from okay. Chica- I'm from Chicago. <laughs> okay. I'm, awesome. from, I'm from Chicago, but I, of course I'm in New York now. I'm in Brooklyn. Um, I have a very, very similar story to you as far as like the, you know, the ups and downs of like business. I started in the custom clothing world and I created garments like that in Chicago for different women. And then I decided to move to New York and um, I started an apparel consulting company in which went from me in my living room to now 14 employees that I create garments for. I create clothing lines for aspiring and emerging designers. So I do everything from fabric sourcing to um, product development to production, no minimums, because I produce everything right here in the U.S. And I have over 250 clients currently. And it has wow. been, I'm in that uh, that growing pain space where it has went really fast, um, really, really fast for me. And I'm at that point now where I'm trying to adjust to all of the different changes and having employees. And I mean, I'm only 32. I'm young. <laughs> But I, 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 I feel like right as you were speaking, I was thinking about, whoo, that is where I am right now. Like as yeah, far as like just are. moving really, really fast and growing a business super duper fast and in a pandemic because I did that as well. Um, um, last March around this time, it was just me by myself. And like I said, I have 14 employees in a commercial space. So I went from having one commercial space, then we grew outgrew it. So I moved to a bigger commercial space literally just a month ago. And I'm in the in that space where I'm just trying to figure things out, you know, like it's been very tough to like make payroll and do an operation. So I feel it like I feel it <laughs> and I'm trying to pivot and I'm trying to, you know, really understand what I need to do. You know, I came from working in corporate fashion as product of product development manager. I worked for like Calvin Klein. I worked for Carl Lagerfeld. I worked for a couple of different brands and I'm in a space now where like this entrepreneurship journey is like me trying to figure out how do I keep making this work? Because right now I've literally had my ups and downs every other week. I cry myself to sleep at night every other week. I'm really trying to figure this out. And it has been an ongoing struggle for me. So I resonate well, with you. <laughs> well, if, if I can give you, take it from your, your older fashion sister here, is that take a deep breath, find those quiet moments for yourself, Tears are okay. I cried tears yesterday as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I sat in front of my computer going, this is too much. And I will tell you this, 
um, someone wiser than me once said that tears are just words that need to be spoken. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you need to voice your frustrations. Find a shoulder, a mentor, someone that you can release all this on, and then they can like help you pick yourself up up off the floor and move on. Mm -hmm. Don't ever be afraid of just crying. I don't, I wouldn't recommend crying in front of your employees. But you I don't. I li I stay at home some days because yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that um <laughs> like that energy to rub off on them. I don't want them to worry. And of course, they're they're a lot younger than me, so they're you know fresh out of college. They're in their early twenties, and it's just like I. I'm everyone's mentor. Everybody. Exactly. And I when don't you have a mentor. Have your own. Yeah. You need like to have your own. And I will be more than happy to to do that for you because I just believe in it's like when you make it to another level, you have to help someone else. And mm -hmm. the other piece of advice I would give you is that something that I have learned is that success always leaves clues. Mm -hmm. There are people who have done this before you. And they leave clues. They either go on a podcast and they'll tell how they did it, or you. I would just become like a sponge, a sieve, and just 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 go on the internet. YouTube is amazing. Just research whatever you need to know. You know, we now have the, all the world's knowledge that can fit in our back pocket. You know, so just constantly, if you need, you know, resources or help, or whatever, I would just say those two things, and then also, just just make sure. When you're expanding, it's it's go with your gut. I can't tell you whether or not oh make the next giant move. Your gut will tell you, you know. And sometimes and don't worry about what the bank account says. I always tell you if I just don't believe, and I don't know if you believe in God or the universe, and we'll just say a higher power. He always make that, it happen. Even when I have yeah, zero dollars on he, payroll day, it always happens. Exactly. <laughs> and he doesn't bring you this far to bring you this far. And the only thing I would tell you is to stay vibrating high. I know this sounds very esoterical and kind of out there, but you and me and whoever else, we create our own reality and just keep your eye on the prize. To give you a perfect example, I remember when I first started this digital magazine, I was like, one day we're going to be, we're going to have a print copy and my team. And they were all like, okay, okay. Because just like you said, you are your people's fearless leader. You are leading them and they need you to be fearless and to go after it and to give them vision and direction. And I hit that goal and I was like, okay, one day I'm going to, I'm going to, one of you guys are going to record me. We're going to be walking to a Barnes and Noble and I'm going to pick up my own magazine. I'm going to sit it right next to Vogue. And with that distribution deal, mm -hmm. that is exactly what is about to happen. Absolutely. So just stay focused. Absolutely. Yeah. That was good to hear. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> what would what would you say um, has been your experiences so far? Like you know, pivoting to the you know being a magazine editor. Like, do you find it to be like more seamless? Like from coming from designing and modeling, um, what has your experiences been thus far? Um, I will tell you that I feel like I have no experience goes wasted. And sometimes you don't realize why am I working this job in the mall? You know, trust me, I, I gave you the Hollywood version of my story, but there <laughs> are jobs at Bloomingdale's, there are retail jobs, there are hostessing jobs, there are bridal gown selling jobs in between all of the entrepreneurial endeavors. And I will tell you, there is not one aspect of fashion that I haven't dipped my size 10 in. Ooh. I was a model. 
I, you know, I'm like, I was a model. I know how that world works. I have owned a, a, a boutique. I know how that world works. I know how to buy wholesale. I've designed clothing. I went to Paris and I sourced fabric. You know, I've been to New York and I walked up and down those streets. Oh and, my, and, Valicia, and, when I tell you we are so in sync, I literally just went to Paris by myself last year on an e-love pray journey to source fabrics for a collection <laughs> that I wanted to do. <laughs> I love that. It's eat, pray, love. <laughs> I did. I so went alone. Know, the, what, what's the name of the big show? Oh, God. They still send me Magic. Email. Well, Tech yeah, Swirl? In Paris? Yeah, in Paris. What do they call it in Paris? The battle? Oh, the battle of the... Um, like, are you talking about the design battle that they have every year? No, 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 no. Oh. Where you go to buy fabrics. I can't, I can't, I can't think of the name of it. Mm. But, yeah, so you know. So, to, to get back to your question... To me, that's what my journey is for. It it didn't make sense to me at the time, but now running this magazine, I can bring all of that knowledge from the time I've been 18 to now being 50 to like say, wow, it now all makes sense because I know fashion inside out, backwards and forwards, up and down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. You have all the experiences. <laughs> You know it from top to bottom. I love, I love, I love to speak to people that I feel like know more than me and that can also teach me things that I I don't know about and that I want to learn and like kind of help guide myself on that journey because I feel like I'm always the one that's guiding and helping. Yeah, people. I really appreciate this conversation more than you know. You're welcome. <laughs> so you t- are so welcome. So tell me this because this is something that I've been I feel like I faced more than once. Like, are you have you felt or have you been in situations where you're the only black professional in the room? And how did it make you feel? Like, do you feel like your voice and your opinion matters? You know, because for me, um, just working in the fashion industry for you know over the last I guess like seven years. I was always the only black girl in a position of authority. Like I've always either been a product development manager or a production manager. And then all of my counterparts have been of a different ethnicity and race. And I find that even in my leadership roles, I sometimes would have to dim my light when I want things to get done and not me being aggressive or passive, but actually being assertive. But because I'm black and I'm in a position of authority, I get you know thrown in as the aggressive black woman. Well, yeah, it's true. And I, this probably won't be very popular to say, but what I have come to discover, and I'm older than you, and yes, I have been the only black person in the room, and I, yes, and I have just, you know, experienced discrimination. I'm still pissed because <laughs> the body shape that's in now, small ways, hips, curves, that is me. And I am not trying to brag. All of these girls that's built like this, they want to be that Jessica Rabbit. That mm. was me when I was trying to model in the 90s. And I was told, oh, can you lose weight in your knees? And, you know, because your waist is small and then you have a butt. Like, I'm so pissed now that I'm like, oh, so now this body Now it's acceptable. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But and they don't. And and trust me, they don't give us the credit for it. But that's a whole other story. We won't go down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. But to answer your question is that what I have come to understand in business and in anything, we as black women have to be magical compared to some white women that get to be mediocre. Mm-hmm. We have to be completely the, the mediocre. The, well, <laughs> you said it, I did. <laughs> you know, and what I mean by mediocre, and I don't want anyone who's white that you may have listening to this, what I mean by that, that really is that, that's, that's more of an insult to us as black women that we literally have to create black girl magic. And they just get to be 
an average white girl who went to an average college and got an average fashion, you know, BA in fashion. And, you know, they, they get to be in control. And so, yeah, you're always going to experience that. You know, of course, I would say watch your actions and you just have to know what you're dealing with. And I am a firm believer in not dimming your chandelier, but you also have to learn to read the room so that it comes with a caveat. And I hope that makes sense. That makes sense. No, it does. Okay. Yeah, I feel like for me, I, I am definitely, a, I'm a, I am a rebel. And I just feel like in every situation that I've been in, even in places where I was in management, I was who I was and I spoke who I was during the interview process. And I have always been myself, even in my interview process. So sometimes when I put in, you know, I've been put into roles and then I feel like halfway into the role, they want me to conform. I'm like, hell no, you got what you got at the interview. The way I speak, right. the way I move, the way I do things is going to remain the same. You hired a black woman. You hired me and you hired, but you also hired me to get shit done, which is what I'm going to do. <laughs> And and I and I absolutely agree with you. The only thing I would say, because you you are younger than me, is that sometimes you can win the battle, but you'll lose the war. Yeah, no, just that's why I started my own business. Wisely. Look at me, I'm like, that's why We're, I started my own business. There you go. <laughs> and, and when you, and when you don't want to take someone else's shit, you go, you know what? I'm leaving, and I'm gonna do it my way, and yeah. I don't want to answer to anybody. It is very hard to take to take you know uh, to have someone telling you what to do who you don't feel like know half as much as you do. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, sounds like you, you're in the best position. <laughs> I am, but I still have to, like, foster and maintain some of those relationships, too, just like with working, because I can't do, you know, everything on my own. But I've been, tr you know, trying to make sure I train my team and make sure I get them the momentum, because, of course, I'm bringing up young black girls that are, you know, 22, 20, you know, between 22 and 25, and I want them to have the same acumen as me, you know, so I make sure I, you know, I try my best to make sure I'm also leading by example when I'm teaching these things. They're like, you're not going to work for me forever. You know, you might go off and you might work for someone else or, I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to train many entrepreneurs and to help them get to their goals as well, which is a part of like, you know, one of the benefits of working for my company that on Fridays we work on their business plans because it's like, I want them mm -hmm. to be great too. You know, I want to work on them and to develop them into entrepreneurs. I don't want them to have to go work for anyone else. And I feel like sometimes in these corporate positions they don't train you to think about those things which is what I took from just being in the fashion industry all that time is to like let me lead differently you know let me be a different type of leader let me do something different that I can actually help these women like evolve into like you know creating a dream and a life that they want and actually I'm writing a book and I would love for you to take a look at it I'm I don't have an editor yet, and I'm going to self-publish. I don't have an editor yet, and I've been going back and forth in my head about things to leave in and take out and stuff like that. It's, it's called a life design. Um, okay. And I just, I've been, I was supposed to come out last year, but I just, I'm not ready. <laughs> so I'm still, like, I, going through the motions. <laughs> yeah. I, def, you know, it's it's definitely, I mean, I just I just published a book on um, Amazon, um, and you you right. definitely need to have an editor some type of editor and you can, you can find them now. What's, I don't know exactly how to pronounce the website. Is it called Fiverr fever yeah. where you can hire? My sister, a my sister has a, a, a master's in journalism too. So I was going to send it to her to oh, read well, and stuff. I don't want a stranger to read it. <laughs> okay. Well, well, you know, and you, and listen, honey, that's called an NDA. You create those. Yeah, those are sure. called non-disclosure agreements all day long yeah, and, and, right. you know, release forms and everything else. So if you, but if you happen to have a sister who has a, a master's degree, degree in journal I mean or degree period you don't need to go outside the family keep it sure. that way but I, I will stuff be about her in there too she probably didn't want to hear it <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, you sound you're definitely doing a lot. And and that's the thing. We all have to create our own path. So I don't even know you. And I'm just sitting back listening to you. And you just sound like such a go-getter. So kudos to you. Thank you. And I want to tell you, I actually spent my summers in Florida, too, in Hollywood. <laughs> that's you what, did? Yeah. My mom, like those in-between stages of like not being able to go to like summer camp anymore. And like to have to like not have a, like a job yet. I, I spent my summers in Hollywood, Florida with my stepdad's family, like right outside in the Co- Co- Coconut Creek area. So I'm like, oh, oh my, my God. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when I said Florida, Hollywood, you're like, honey, I know exactly where that I is. I know exactly oh, what wow. you was talking about. I asked, I spent my, and okay. that's what, honestly, that's where I got on my first sewing machine. I, I, did. Wow. I was in Florida. I was in Hollywood, Florida. I did. My cousin, she showed me. My granny showed me first, but I wasn't like super duper interested at the time. But when I was in Florida, I was bored and my cousin was making stuff all the time. And she showed me how to work the machine and how to cut patterns and cut from patterns and stuff too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, good good for you. Ain't like I'm, I'm very proud of you. So, I'm sure at some point, I'm sure with the way life works, if we could take an overview, we probably cross each other's paths. Absolutely. How did you build your team, though, to help like support your vision, like as you transition into like the the magazine world? Um, I, I, it's it's funny. Um, the photographer that's on my team now sought me out. I had a billboard for my store in the mall. He saw the billboard, and he he came on board, and then um, just other people that I kind of met through professional you know associations. And I just said, hey, I got an idea and I think we can make this happen. And because Miss Hill magazine is the only fashion magazine that's all about shoes and accessories. Yes, the name is after me and it's only after me, not so much like Oprah the magazine, but it's after the way I dress my style. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I don't go out every season to spend 10, 20, $30,000 on a whole Tom Ford wardrobe, you know? And that's not going to get me a lot. But I think most women, we will every spring, summer, fall, winter would be like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll get that new pair of boots and I'll buy that handbag. Even if it's, you know, the, the $1,200 pair of Louboutins or the $500, whatever, I don't know, coach bag or whatever, MCM. I think women do that. And I just felt like that that was something that could happen. And I think when you start a business, you're either going to be a really good leader and a not so good manager or a really good manager and not so good of a leader. And I think in order, especially when you're starting off a business and you can't pay people a lot of money, you have to give them something else. And I say that the one thing you have to give people who come on your team, they either volunteering or they're working way below what they should. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to inspire them. And if you can inspire people and get them to believe in what you're doing, then that to me is invaluable. And then, and if they trust you enough that you're going to take care of them on the back end when things really start kicking off, that's how the Amazons and the Microsofts get really good people mm-hmm. to help them in the beginning because you have to be a person of your word. And the only way to do that is to show people through actions. And I believe that's what we did because that's funny you would ask me this. I, I tell my team all the time, I was like, I used to say, God, why do I feel like we're like the Beatles or Destiny's Child? More <laughs> or less these days, Destiny's Child, because we've had some people that pull some Latavias and some Latoyas and fall off right at the last minute and decide they don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if you can inspire your the people around you to come on board and to believe in your dream and know that you will take care of them, I think 
that's how you should get started. That's great. Yeah, I think I I think I'm on that way. <laughs> I, Good. I, I, I think so. I think that the the women that I have now that work for me are absolutely amazing. And I try to make sure that I go above and beyond for them, which is why I try to help them with their businesses. And I do like little game nights at my house for them. And I do like employee appreciation dinners and stuff like that, just so they know that, you know, I see you, I'm here. I want to support you in any way, you know, so yeah. I'm trying my best yeah. to work at that. Do you, uh, what do you feel like are like maybe some of the skills needed to be like a magazine editor? Do you feel like it's something that requires you to, you know, have a big educational background? Or do you really just have to like enjoy like, you know, writing and just like being a student of the business outside of just like the normal institutions? I think with, with, with anything, I think the old way of doing things have changed. You know, whereas before we were told, oh, you have to go to college, you have to have a degree in order to be sex, I'm sorry, to be successful. And we realized that's not the case. Um, um, Steve Jobs didn't finish college. The guy who owns Facebook didn't finish college. So I think that it is in order to be successful, whether it's a magazine editor or, you know, you own a restaurant, you have to be passionate about what you do. And I know we hear that word passionate a lot get thrown around. But probably the better way to put it is like, what is the level of shit you're willing to to to, to put up with? Mm-hmm. Because as you know, with your business, it's like, I know what comes with this. In order to do this, this is a lot of late nights. This is a lot of like sitting in my house when my friends are going out. Well, now going out now. But everybody last year was watching Tiger King and Netflix and the Michael Jordan Bulls documentary. I haven't seen any of that. Okay, (laughs) I literally have been working. I work through quarantine. So I just think that in order to become successful at whatever you do, you have to really love it. And if you are in it for the money, you will burn out. Money is not a motivator. I know people say, oh, my God, please, you give me $10 million, I'll do that. You couldn't pay me $10 million to go clean up crime scenes. I'm not doing it. I couldn't do it. At some point, I'd be like, you know what? I'm good. I got enough money. I'm good. I'm fine. So don't do anything for the money. It needs to come from the heart. And if you literally would say, I would do this for free, you know, you probably have, you're in the right business. Gotcha. That's what's up. I love that. That I think I, um, and I've posted about it and I've always wrote about it. Like, and in my book, I'm talking about how you have to let purpose lead your passion. You know, like I feel like that's my purpose. And I own four businesses now. Like I, I own a podcast. Um, the, you know, I have well, you need to be interviewing yourself. You sound like <laughs> you are doing the damn thing. <laughs> I like to share what's going on with the guests because I just always feel like we can connect. Cause like, even like when you were talking about, like, I thought that the magazine was mostly about shoes, but I have an accessory brand. That's all I make. I make clutches and I actually have a cl- uh, travel collection coming out in seven pieces. It's a duffel, a tote, a book bag, um, a fanny pack, a crossbody, a messenger bag. Um, when is it coming out? It comes out. Actually, my pre-sales go on sale June 15th. Okay, well, we are, you know, well, we've had, we had, once I signed a distribution deal, we had to, we're no longer going to be monthly, we're going to be bi-monthly, mm-hmm. and we, we have stopped, um, for, we, you know, there won't be a July or an August issue, because we're just going to, we're, we're making our reintroduction to the market and nationwide, um, and for the big fall September issues, so, you know, you have um, our brand coordinator's email address, so send her that, Mm-hmm. And 
this is the one thing I will tell everyone else in business. You have to pay it forward and you have to do something for others. Mm. When you when you turn your business, some part of your business should be a way to give back to others. Because you agreed to, to have me on your podcast, I want to be able to do something for you. So I will find a way for us, some either editorial, some way to get your bags into our um, big September issue. So make sure you get that to her and we can, we will, I, I want to do that for you. I believe oh, in giving thank back. thank you. I love that. Because I, when I tell You're you, this really, this usually is very reversed very reversed as far as like the conversation and like me just like are you serious yeah ask me asking all the questions like that like I very rarely get guests on the podcast that are very very seasoned in the industry and that can I, teach I love me. the so way I feel you like say this that. conversation has went the opposite of what I normally do because I, I don't get that many guests that are very seasoned <laughs> in the fashion industry it's mostly like no, me teaching is... and talking the entire time <laughs> that's so funny season is another word for saying in 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 their in their 50s <laughs> <laughs> no it just means that you're you have a lot of knowledge you have a lot of I knowledge know. you have and... a lot to give and I'm just like oh yeah I I can't all I can from this conversation <laughs> is learn for me, and I don't oh, get a good. chance to get that a lot, so I'm absorbing this right now. <laughs> okay, well, and I and I am not ashamed of my age because, as you know, black don't crack, so no, I'm, it's I don't. feel good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's... I do. I still feel like an 18 year old girl starting out, and still and still excited about you know what's going to happen. You know, mm-hmm. so thank you for saying that. I'll take season two, but. I'm okay with 50 as well. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because you were talking about gray, and I'm only 32. I have gray throughout the entire center of my head, and I have not dyed it. It's full. Like, when I tell you, everyone, every time my friends see me, they're just like, ooh, you're not going to dye it. I'm just like, it's okay. It's my wisdom. Yeah. It's my wisdom. You I'm know what right. that is. <laughs> that, that, that gray is all those four businesses you got going <laughs> <laughs> It is. It's That's a lot. That is. But it's okay, you know? So I yeah. have um, this segment. Um, I call it This or That. Um. Uh, not this or that, I'm sorry. It's called, um, it's a success or it's a disaster. Um, okay. And it's a success and it's a disaster. It's actually brought to you by the Cap Hill Official. They're actually doing a pop-up. It's an interactive pop-up experience dedicated to normalizing luxury and self-care in the lives of women of color. This interactive pop-up experience will give you tips on self-care, best practice, and have a curated pop-up featuring brands like Cap Hill by Crystal Phillips, Chanel Shanga Vintage, and Betty and more. It's hosted, um, it's going to be hosted on June 19th. June everyone 815 Broadway the event begins with interactive sound bowl meditation experience and discuss a self-care best practices beyond hair skin and nails and a conversation about normalizing the luxury in the lives of women of color so take care is an all-day shopping event featuring women of color owned businesses live music by DJ Maddow small bites provided by Omar's Kitchen and a rum bar and open bar so all black owned so the purpose of this segment is to talk about a time just within your entrepreneurship journey where something went completely to, I guess, hell, but you learned something from that experience that made you a better business owner and entrepreneur that you would like to share? Um, I would probably say it was my time at the mall. And, you know, I, I, I didn't, I gave you the cliff note version of the story, but the first boutique that I built, I literally built from the ground up. So, $150,000 later, I put everything into that store because, you know, you have to build out a retail space, right? Mm-hmm. So um, when I moved to the mall, 
My first clue should have been that I took over an Izod store. There you go. It's like, why are they leaving? And you're going to come in here and be better. And that's an established brand. And when that venture closed, that was devastating for me. One, that was my ego. You know, who doesn't want to say they're in a major mall? And, sure. it, 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 and on top of that, I lost a lot of money. I was bankrupt. There's no other way to put it. Full disclosure, I was bankrupt. And there was nothing for me to do. And as I sat in my house, licking my wounds, trying to figure out what I'm going to do, I was embarrassed, you know, because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in the mall. I'm doing this. Da, 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 da. I would probably say that the only way that I got through that was just knowing. And this is the way I put it. When one mall door closes, another opportunity will open. And that is the only thing that got me through that because I was depressed for two years. And I think that once you go through something so devastating and you're rock bottom, you have no way to go but up. And through those trials and tribulations, those instead of being failures, they were lessons to be learned. And it just taught me that you have to be able to be strong enough to weather any storms and that it takes time for the next major event in your life to come. And trust me, I, I, I got a crap load of business cards. I was like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And it just felt like I was like a hamster on the wheel. I was just trying to make something happen. And you have to wait. When, when you don't know what to do next, those are those moments when you need to get the most quiet. Because right now you just got, you're just like in the middle of a storm and you're trying to, imagine trying to, you know, read a book in the middle of a hurricane, whipping your house around. That's what it felt like. It was like, what are you trying to do? Like, you can't focus. And I needed that rest and I needed that two-year period between 2018 and 2020 to, to get to this point to realize that I, this was my next right move. But don't make decisions in a stress mode. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it absolutely does. I've learned to kind of, you know, take a step back um, yeah. when I'm in that space to make sure that I'm like making, you know, good decisions and that I'm not necessarily yeah. reacting off of the emotions. I had to learn that <laughs> for sure within the last couple months. That's great. So last part before we wrap out, is there anything as far as like a quote, a mantra or a book is called um, It's a Muse um, segment, just that you would want to leave someone with that, you know, is on this journey for entrepreneurship and that you just, like, want to share? Um, I would probably say I have both. I have a quote, and I've already shared one of my other quotes with you, success always leaves clues. Mm -hmm. My other quote that I always have is that never argue with a hunch. Hmm. Okay. Never argue. If a hunch says, Lanise, you need to turn right, right now. Don't argue, do it. Mm -hmm. Your gut, people need to understand what their gut and intuition is. If you ever see an animal and everybody's been in nature, if you ever see a deer stopping his tracks and his ears pop up, they don't question their intuition because they know they're being hunted either by human beings with a rifle or by a bear or a lion or something. Never argue with a hunch. If a hunch tells you, you should, you should start a restaurant. You know you cook. You know you can cook really well. Do it. Don't worry about the money, all of that stuff. Do what's natural. Got to take care of the super. Hence, it's supernatural. The one book I would say that I recommend for everybody to read who's on any type of endeavor, especially when you want to do entrepreneurship, it's called The, um, the War of Art. And it's by Stephen Pressfield, 
and it is about, he wrote it really for writers, but it is about anybody that wants to do anything out of the norm. And he talks about resistance. Resistance is a natural part of life. Resistance is not something you can see, smell, taste, or touch. It's kind of like gravity. Mm-hmm. We can't taste gravity, but it's here. We all know it. No one's out here jumping off, you know, jumping off your building right now unless they're trying to end their life because gravity will kick in. But resistance is part of any business venture, any book you want to write, anything you want to do that's going to level you up in life. Resistance will be built in. And that book, The War of Art, changed my life. Don't for the better. And I, it, it is like my Bible. And I pull it out every three months and some message in there will pop out for me. So those are my two. Love that. The war of art. Perfect. The war of art. And don't argue with a hunch. Don't argue with a hunch <laughs> and the war of art. I love that. Thank you so much, Valencia, for joining me today. I know you guys are moving to, you said, bi-monthly. Um, where can people just, like, keep up and follow you? If you just want to throw out, like, your social media handles and, like, your website or anything like that. Sure. Thank you for allowing me to do that. Um, the name of the magazine is Miss Hill Magazine, like a hill on a shoe. Um, on Instagram, we are at, just like our name says, Miss Hill Magazine. Um, you also can get to all our, our you know, social media hits from our website, which is MissHill.com, uh, where you can read the magazines now digitally online. We do have subscriptions for $24.95 for the year. But starting in September... It's you can go up. into in Chicago, you can walk into your Barnes and Noble or Books a Million and you can pick up Miss Hill the magazine starting in September. Love that. I'm going to I'm so going awesome go, to go I'm going to go home. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go home and just to buy the magazine. Like I'm going to I haven't been in Chicago. Well, actually I went to Chicago a couple weeks ago, but I didn't plan on going home anytime this summer. I'm going to go home and visit my mother and my grandmother and I'm going to buy a magazine while I'm at home. Well, not until September. Yeah, I'm not going home until September. Oh, okay, awesome. Well, you know what? Can you send me a selfie? Because we're going to, we haven't decided what our hashtag is going to be yet. But I may also be going on what kind of would look like a book tour, but it won't be a book tour. I'm thinking that we may be launching some type of promo tour to um, launch the magazine. So if, if I make an appearance in, where are you now, sweetie? I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in New York. Oh, well, please. If I come to New York City, <laughs> you know I'm going to call you. Come, I'm in New York come City. Come to New York City. I'm going to be downtown. I'm going to be in Manhattan at the Barnes & Noble signing magazines or speaking or whatever. If that happens, I want you to come. I, I would sure love to will. I'll be person. the first one in line. Thank you. <laughs> I sure will. And I bring all my team with me. We'd make it a field trip because they all need to learn. <laughs> Well, let you know what? Let's make it happen. I believe it. All I got to do is focus on it. Let's create it. Make it. I have to just sit and visualize it. So, Absolutely. thank you for letting me be on here. Don't forget to send your stuff to um, Savannah, I the brand coordinator, and you know some good high res pics, and we will get you in our September issue. Help Perfect. you sell some some bags. I'm excited. I actually just followed you from all of our accounts. So like my brand, the podcast brand, as well as the, my company, LC Apparel Consultants. So I just followed you on Instagram from all our accounts as well. But okay, I definitely will send you good. some high resolution pictures of some of these amazing bags. And I'll, of course, all my leathers came from Paris because I was, I was on my E-Love Price trip. They all lined with 100% silk and they're all handmade right here in New York. 
<laughs> you know what? I really love that title, Eat, Pray, Love trip. That's, mm-hmm. that's going to be my new one when I just want to get away by myself. I'm going on an Eat, Pray, Love, you know, retreat for is. three days. I need that time by myself. <laughs> I've done it in Paris. I've done it in um, London. I've done it in St. Lucia. I've done it in Barbados. That's, and I usually do it the first week of the year um, because it's my birthday. So it's like my new year's, my, my new age, my new beginning. And I just like to spend it by myself. Oh my God! I knew you were like my own little daughter that I could have. <laughs> I both, girl, we're both Capricorns. Yes. What's your birthday? January fourth. I'm January fifteenth. Yeah, my granny's January fourteenth. We are 14th. so yeah. alike. We are <laughs> meant to be. You know, the stars oh are aligning. Okay. <laughs> yeah, New York City. Me, you, some cocktails and a long conversation. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Lisa. This was great. I love. I when I tell you, I've never had these, so this was like very helpful for me too. I really, really enjoy speaking with you. Well, thank you so much and have a good night. And it was my pleasure for being here and I will see you soon. I'm going to put it out into the universe. Yes, I'm going to see you soon. Enjoy your dinner tonight. I hope I didn't take up too much of your time. Oh, no, honey. (laughs) I'm going to have that cocktail right now. (laughs) Have a good one. Thank you so much. All right, bye-bye. Okay, bye. As I always say, guys, stay black, peace out. Sometimes you do interviews and you have to learn from the people that you're interviewing they can't just learn from you. So I really, really enjoyed the conversation today with Alicia Hill of Miss Hill Magazine. And I can't wait for you guys to learn and check out these issues and her distribution deal as well. As I always say, stay black. Peace out.